0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to part two of Tom Thumb, General Tom Thumb, which is part of our History history of the Circus section of the podcast for I Can't Believe That Happened, your history podcast for kids and for curious adults. All right, so if you haven't listened to the first episode, you might want to just head on back and, and listen to part one of Tom Thumb. So we're going to get into part two in just a minute. I just want to remind you guys brand new podcast. If you want to tell your friends, your family, any parenting groups you're in or your history teacher about the podcast, that'd be super helpful. We are brand new, don't advertise. So that'd be just a really nice thing to do is just share us with friends and family. Okay, so I'm going to get in really quickly because we'd left off right before Tom Thumb was going to get married. So it's like 1862 when P.T. Barnum, Engaged Mercy Lavinia Warren as an attraction for his American Museum, which you might remember is where Tom Thumb started. And I'm not going to get into a whole lot about Lavinia because I want to do a whole episode on her. She is amazing. If you want more information, you can also go to my book, which is available on Amazon called The History of the Circus, Monica Michelle. I cover a lot of um, things in there that I probably won't get to cover here and vice versa, Um, just there wasn't enough room in the book for it, but I will definitely do an episode on her. She is so fascinating. But when she started performing, she was only 21 and 32 inches tall. So just get a quick visual on that for yourself. And she was considered at the time the smallest woman alive, although it's a little hard to tell because P.T. Barnum was very good at exaggeration, but she wouldn't have been much taller than that, even if she was. So P.T. Barnum was all about the showmanship and whatever could get the most amount of people in. So he had been working with General Tom Thumb for a very long time. And now he had this lovely young lady who was performing in the same museum. And he just thought, wow, a wedding. A wedding would really bring in a whole bunch of people. And so it's only a few weeks from when Tom Thumb and Lavinia met before they got married. I want to just be really clear because I've researched Lavinia a lot and it does make it sound like this was just for publicity. And it really looks like it in a lot of ways. It really wasn't. Um, Everything I've read about her, uh, they really cared a lot about each other and she wore a locket of his hair even after he passed. Um, So it was was actually a love story, and I don't know if it started as just a a thing, and then it became something, but they were both very vocal that they had genuine feelings for each other. So if you can imagine P.T. Barnum and his love of showmanship, this was not a quiet wedding at all. He promoted this wedding, and on February 10th, 1863, um, Harper's Bazaar Weekly, which was a big magazine even then, had pictures on the cover of what was called the fairy wedding or the lily putin wedding um it was so crowded that the bride and groom had a difficult time getting to grace cathedral church in new york Um, there was a very hard way to um with all the people in the church and spilling out into the streets it was very very difficult for them to get their carriages there So he, uh, P.T. Barnum, invited the absolute height of New York society, like the Vanderbilts and the Rothschilds to this event. And um, it is said that Barnum actually charged a seventy five dollar entry fee. Um, So that that seems very Barnum. I I can only find one source on that, but I would choose to believe it. (laughs) I'd like a little bit more details before I state that as an absolute fact. But I think you could actually put a decent bet on P.T. Barnum charging an admission fee. So this wedding was actually called the event of the year and it was covered by the New York Times and the Saturday Evening Post. I'm going to guess you still actually know what these these publications are. They're not small little city papers. These are huge papers and they were front page news, which um, is kind of shocking if you look at the time period and that it's um, right there with the Civil War. And this fairy wedding was actually the front page news. Um, One part of this being the front page news was the wedding presents, which were listed in great detail, and I will tell you why. One of the things was a carriage from Queen Victoria, a miniature billiard table, Tiffany gems. I like it's a crazy list of presents that were given, and they were all put on display, and they were all greatly reported on. The couple were even invited to the White House by President Lincoln, who really wanted to meet them, and they... After their wedding and on their their journeys, they got to meet with President Lincoln. So, as you can imagine, their wedding did not mean that they stopped performing. And Stratton, uh, General Tom Thumb, he was an incredible mimic, and his his uh, routine changed a bit from back when he was a single man. <laughs> um, he was taught a whole bunch of impersonations, and he was very good at it. And people just considered him hilarious and a brilliant comedian. Um, He would perform a series of comic scenes uh, where he would um, be anything from like a student at Oxford to a Scottish Highlander to an American sailor. And the most popular thing of all, as you can imagine, being called General Tantham, was his impersonations of Emperor Napoleon. So even though these two were basically reality show stars of their day, and you have to keep in mind that this time the Civil War was going on and... That was all that was in the news. And I don't know if you are old enough or maybe you are old enough to understand sometimes when things are dark, you need some light and some happy and something that's not so sad and scary. And that is something that these entertainers provided for the United States and for London as well, is they were a distraction um, from from the war. They gave a little bit of lighthearted entertainment Um, They performed for a very long time. It was exhausting, their schedule of touring and performing. Eventually, they did settle down, and they settled down in Warren's hometown of Massachusetts, and they built this huge mansion, that was also very little. So everything was made specifically for them and for their size. So the chairs, the sofas, the shelving, which I appreciate. I am not a little person, but I am a very short person as my very tall son loves to point out. I think I'm around five foot three on a good day if I stretch and I can definitely appreciate the idea of having shelving a little bit lower. So they did have a house completely created for their comforts and for them, their ability to be able to move through a house in their own happy little way. Um, I don't think this house exists. I've been trying so hard to research and find pictures for you guys Um, please go to show notes, by the way, I always link really fun things in the show notes. And, um, also I link my, my sources. Um, and I think that's uh, a really great way to do things. Um, by the way, all the information today is from Saturday evening post from Victoria Albert museum in London, and also from, um, and from the BBC news. So remember I told you that this was very much a planned courtship, um, Charles Stratton did, by his own um, letters and and writings, say that he fell head over heels for Lillian the minute he saw her and did ask P.T. Barnum to help him sway and help his case with Lillian Um And that was done. Uh, he did offer to have this publicize their wedding, which PT Barnum absolutely publicized that (laughs) to the teeth. That doesn't mean that this was not something that either turned into love or really was love. Um, they were together for over 20 years and from all accounts, from both of their writings, it was a very loving and caring relationship that lasted until the end of, of Charles Stratton's life. Um, I will absolutely go into her life, um, further. It's, uh, it is an exceptionally amazing life. Um, I just realized I said Lillian and her name is Lavinia and thank you so much for listening through all of my stumblings. Um, I do have a medical condition. I do get a little, Blank on things, so please forgive me. I know it's awful that it's a history podcast, and I don't always get everything right. I always correct myself if I can remember. Um, if you do find your own corrections, please email me. I am happy to put your corrections on the air if I do the research and it is correct. Um, so thank you again for for putting up with with me. Um, if you are looking for this information in a way that I am not talking to you, I do have the book out for kids called The History of the Circus by Monica Michelle. You can find that on Amazon and uh, please tune in next week. I think I will do uh, Lavinia's episode next week. Um, she's just too fun to research and she had such an amazing life and her life even after Tom Thumb was, was very, um, was very full, very interesting and very dramatic. So please tune in next week for that. Make sure you talk to friends and family and send them on over to the podcast. I can't believe that happened. And until next week, have a wonderful week. And take care.